everybody. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast with your gruesome twosome co-host. My name is Kevin, and I'm here with once again. It's Diamond and it's Bucky, goddammit. <laughs> this is a fight you're never gonna win, Jason. But anyway, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the return of Jason or Diamond last week on the episode on his favorite horror movie, The Thing, with our good buddy Terry. That was a fun one, huh, Jason? Yeah, it's great to be back, man. And of course, it was uh, great to do, um, you know, my favorite movie. Mm. And um, it, I don't know if it's just my favorite horror movie, but well, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Favorite horror movie. Uh, well, we, uh, you can't um, you can't claim it as one of your top five favorite movies of all time, as a as you know referenced in our guest spot on our guests uh, podcast, but we'll get to that in a second. What were you saying? Well, I was, I was trying to do something different. It wasn't just horror, but anyways, um, but yes, it's a midnight terrors podcast. Welcome back everybody. Yeah, buddy. And, uh, and we have one of our favorite guests. Oh my God. Do we? So I mentioned this a second ago, everyone, we have spoken to this gentleman before. I can't believe that it's already been almost five months since we've had him back. We love this guy to death. We love his show. We are always happy to talk to him and have him back on. And we actually did our top five favorite movies of all time on his show, which nearly broke us as men and as people. Uh, but we loved every second of it. So we would love to welcome back now James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob. And James, welcome. And I just have to say, damn your eyes. Too late. Um, we did it. <laughs> the bit worked. <laughs> uh, that's why I was sitting in silence the whole time. I was like, I've got to stay in character. I've got to go British. And I've got to make sure I get this quote right. Otherwise, I'll never be invited back. Um, it is a goddamn pleasure to be back on your show, guys. And... Uh, yeah, my show is very, very um, unfair. It's an unfair topic, top five. That's why only the strong survive the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, no, I am thrilled to be back um, and glad to have Jason back. I saw he was back last week. I haven't listened yet, but I'm very keen. And um, congratulations on 52 episodes. That's a year's worth of episodes. And you hit episode 50 a couple of weeks ago. So no, I'm just excited to be here and excited to celebrate your successes. Likewise, man. I can't think of any other better way to do our 52nd main feed episode than to to bring you back on. Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite episodes that we've done on this show. As serious of a movie as that is for the most part, that episode to me is hilarious. Um, <laughs> the amount of times that I reference the part where you were talking about lifting your microphone up when you had to cough and it sounded like you were ripping a fart. <laughs> <laughs> we we love that episode it was one of our favorite discussions ever and uh the fact that you think it was we're, a good one the fact that you think we're cool enough for you to grace us once again with your presence is uh is wonderful well i mean look first of all i love the show i'm a fan of the show and a fan of both you guys but even more so i'm a fan of myself and i love talking about <laughs> movies and so any excuse to get on any show to talk about movies is uh... <laughs> 
Yes. What a what a great what a great reason to have a podcast. <laughs> I just like listening to myself fucking talk. I, <laughs> I'll be honest. I've been married for five years. I've been in the same relationship with the same woman since two thousand and seven. She's sick of talking to me about movies, so I'll just like talk everyone's ear you know, off until I've gone to the entire podcasting community. You know, I love. See, that. I was. Yeah, I I touched on it earlier, and I was just gonna start calling you the Road Warrior, but now after that, I'm, I'm, I think I'm taking it away. <laughs> you know, I love that it's a big old love fest when we introduce James, and we're like, "Dude, we love you, buddy. We're happy to have you back on." And he's like, "Well, I just I love myself, and I'm just happy to do this." <laughs> well, I was talking to you about this off mic. Oh, when was it? it was a couple of days ago because. Kevin's going to be on, on, on my show soon as well. We're not talking about movies or something different, so spoilers. But I was saying how it's interesting because the persona I bring to everyone else's show is not the persona on my show. Like on my show, I'm very like, hey, how you going? Like very casual, but I'm just like obnoxious on everyone else's show. <laughs> oh, no, we love it, man. You're a sweetheart always. I mean, an episode that I was really enjoying recently, uh, James, was you having uh, Tyler Hansen back on from Scream, the fan favorite, to talk about some of his some of his acting and... All the stuff that he's got going on—that was a fantastic episode. He's a—he uh, is a, a class act. That guy—he is a lovely, lovely dude. And I—I um, I don't know if you listened to all the episode, but I fabricated some beef with you and, and Michael from We Love Horror. <laughs> I was saying how we were all arguing and fighting over who got Tyler back first, and I was really jealous <laughs> that I wasn't on the Scream episode, so I was taking him to myself. Yeah. Um, again, like behind the scenes, that beef does not exist. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, we. That would have been a dream come true. We're we're talking about it, no no specific details, but we've all been dreaming about having us three and then Harley and Tyler on, and it's just a big like reunion from last year. And uh, I hope that that happens. And I would obviously we've love been, for I would obviously love for Jason to get to meet Harley and Tyler because they're fantastic. We've been talking about. Um, you, Michael, and myself, we've been talking about trying to do a mega crossover for October because you guys yes. are both horror podcasts. And I don't, I'm not a horror podcast, but October is obviously the spookiest time of the year, even though we don't really celebrate Halloween here in Australia. <laughs> um, so I was like, we need to do like a week by week crossover. Yes. Like one week it's my show, the next week it's your show, the next week it's Michael's show. And then the final show, all of us and Tyler and Harley. Yes. Tyler and Harley. Like, let's do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, Tylee uh, and Harler. Yeah, that's right. I mixed them up, Tylee and Hala. I just, <laughs> it's okay. On our, I was just on our good buddy uh, ZC Kroll's podcast, the Creepy Crowley, to do a watch along on uh, the Video Dead, which was our fiftieth episode with Chris La Martina, and he was like, "Kevin, welcome to Two uh, B Tuesday," and I said, "Yeah, this is my first Turby Tuesday," and I had to like stop myself. <laughs> I was like, man, I cannot words today. This is why we're not paid to podcast, guys. This is, you know, where we love it. But yeah, yeah. We just, well, we just the English language eludes us sometimes, and we. Uh... So everybody listening, we're talking about Young Frankenstein from 1974. Um, I'm super excited, you guys. This is one of so James. When we did our episode with you, we talked about our top five favorite movies of all time. This was my number four. And so this is kind of what led to getting you on as the special guest for this movie because you said you hadn't seen it for a while and you were kind of getting sold on the idea of the movie when I was talking about it. Absolutely. And I don't know if I said this on mic or off mic. I watched it last night and I was like, huh, I don't think I've seen Young Frankenstein before. Like there were bits that I remembered, but I don't think I've ever seen it from start to finish. So I was really thrilled that for a film that's going to turn 50 years old next yes. year. Yes. 
how well it held up. Like it was engaging from start to finish. Um, which you know you would hope a movie in the seventies you wouldn't have that issue with, but you'd be surprised. I mean, there's some stuff that just like especially when you get older, like the pacing in films can be really challenging. Um, and Young Frankenstein, like it just works from start to finish. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but no, I was it's fine. It was such a pleasure to sit down and watch it. Um, and I was messaging you as the film was that wrapping up. I'm like, I just watched it. It's still good. <laughs> yeah, no this this movie is fantastic. Um, this is honest to God, probably my favorite comedy like of all time. This, I love wow. this is like the subtle humor and just the jokes that aren't ever given the spotlight. And this is what I miss about comedies from back in the day is that the jokes didn't need a spotlight on them to be funny. And like mm-hmm. in this one, it's just joke after joke after joke. And like they're never really singled out in most cases. Obviously, they do it a few times, but it's never really singled out. It's just subtle humor. And it's not even just like it's like subtle dad joke humor. There's some there's some naughty jokes in here, and uh, it's uh, I think I said to you, and I think I wrote when I posted about it last night that it's bawdy. Yes, it's not a it's not you know it's not very adult. It's not like too uh, super like overly sexualized, but it's bawdy. Like it's fun, it's silly, so, it gets a little bit naughty in places. So I was gonna say, James, um, I I was waiting for the podcast to this. Um, what does that mean? Borderline. Uh, no, bawdy. B a w d y. <laughs> so it's kind of like bawdy humor is kind of like put me in the spot now. I don't have a direct definition, <laughs> but it's kind of like. It's kind of like naughty. Like if you think about, okay. like, I don't know if you guys have moved with um, Benny Hill. Like Benny Hill was very sure, bawdy, sure. Uh, bawdy humor. Um, uh, the Carry On films. It's I think it's more of a UK term. So those kind of like old British sex comedies that kind of you know you got women in their underwear, but it's not so, you know it's not Judd yeah, but style more, humor. More kind of like innuendo driven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it actually felt like a bit like a precursor. Like this film in particular felt like it inspired. Um, a lot of the Leslie Nielsen comedies, you know, like Airplane oh, for sure. and, um, oh, yeah. and Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. like, I was just like, oh, this is what it feels like. <laughs> um, one of my favorite jokes, I literally laughed out loud and my daughter was <laughs> asleep in the next room, was when he goes, um, huh, what, knockers? Yeah. I like lost it. Like uh, the, famous, <laughs> the famous line. Well, I'm glad to know that you enjoyed it on your rewatch. We all know what I think about this one. I'm super happy to do this. Um, Jason, you're currently the elephant in the room and I'm a little nervous because you hadn't seen this and you were not head over heels in love with it on James's episode after not seeing it for a while. So where I believe you... Jason's response, I was like, Jason, do you have any thoughts on young Frankenstein? No. Yeah. <laughs> was... <laughs> yeah I, I think that was pretty much verbatim. Um, no, like after, after watching it again, um, I mean, it 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 had been a long time since I had seen it when when we were talking about it uh, last. So I, there wasn't a whole lot that I remembered about it. Um, but I, on a on a rewatch of it, I do I do feel kind of like I feel different about it. I I'm still not going to say it's like my favorite movie on the planet. Um, but I I do definitely think that there's a lot of really funny bits in there. Um, and it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's, well, obviously it's very Mel Brooks. Um, yes. and, uh, um, very kind of like Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and, yeah. and even as James said, it, it, you know, um, you know, very kind of like in innuendo based and, uh, reminds me a lot of like 
you know, like airplane and stuff like that, where it's just so jokey. Because like air, like airplane and a lot of those early movies like that were like the, like they were the precursors to like 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 scary movie and you know just kind of those just stupid jokey like just dumb <laughs> for the sake yeah. of being dumb <laughs> but it but it works you know what i'm saying like like it it's good though it like it's good dumb um so yeah so upon the rewatch i i did appreciate it more than i remembered um it, it's not something that i'm going to go back and watch like every friday or whatever um, but but it is good. I, I I did enjoy it. I wanted to ask you, Kevin, because I know you're a huge Rocky Horror fan as well. And I was I was thinking about that the whole time I was watching this because it's very. It feels like it feels like it may have even influenced Rocky Horror. I'm not quite sure what came first at the top of my head. A lot of influence, yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to know what was what did you see first? Like, were you was Rocky Horror your thing first? Or did you see Young Frankenstein first? Because definitely they seem to be kind of very similar in tone and style. Um. So I definitely saw Young Frankenstein first um, because I saw this when I was younger than 10 years old, I think. Um, And then I watched it religiously as a kid. And I I didn't see Rocky Horror until I was 23, I believe, was my first experience with it. Um, But I just, you know, I just went to my friend's Rocky Horror show um, over the weekend. I took a trip with them and went to go see their, their show. And... I watched Young Frankenstein coming back from the trip, like when I got home, and I actually caught that as well. I'm like, oh wow, there is a lot of Rocky Horror isms in here. Um, Startling parallels, even down to like you know spoilers, like the monster and the love interest. Yeah, like you know all that sort of stuff. So well, I mean, in- obviously she wasn't seeing Touch Me, Touch Me, but like, <laughs> well, it's- it felt very much like that. Very you know? much so. Well, it's interesting because you know Rocky Horror was was like a stage production, like a musical on stage in 73, like two years before the movie came out. And this was 74. Um, so it's like, they kind of just came out around the same time. And so like, you know, different creators were feeling, feeling risque and, uh, mm. you know, just went for it. And I think, I mean, I think they're a great double feature. Um, and I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, that it's in black and white with, with young Frankenstein. Um, you know, it it didn't have to be at this point, but it's such a throw. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know young Frankenstein, it is a comedic sequel to the original Frankenstein, where we're looking at the grandson of Victor Frankenstein, Frederick Frankenstein, or as Igor would say, Froderick Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like played for humor. Cause this, this character played fantastically by um, Gene Wilder is he's like a straight lace guy that doesn't want anything to do with, with the legacy of being a Frankenstein. And that's, that's his journey in the movie is, you know, coming to terms with his family lineage and deciding I will follow in my grandfather's footsteps. But again, it's played for humor because he's kind of like a bumbling, you know, comedic actor. But he's also like probably the most straight laced character in the movie. So when he's being when he's playing off of Marty Feldman um, and Inga and Elizabeth and uh, Frau Blucher, I think is how you say her name. 
anytime he oh, just grab Luca, and then every time the horse, is like, yeah, oh, that's such a great. Joke. Anytime he <laughs> gives like just these looks when they say funny things, it's just like that's what makes the joke so perfectly timed. What I loved about it was how earnest it is. Like, oh yes, it's a comedy, yes, it's a satire, but like those opening credits. Like the first thing I wrote were like the opening credits are gorgeous, and like mm-hmm. all they've done is taken a painting. And like just put credits at the top, but like that's how they did it in those Universal Monsters. Um, the first time you see the castle, you see the castle before they go um, to the university, and I'm like the set design. Like there's so much care put into it, and like I'm not surprised. Like it's Mel Brooks, obviously. Yes. But it's just because it's kind of satiring or kind of parodying um, those old Universal Monsters doesn't mean there's no love and affection in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and strangely, it made me think of. Um, of all things cabin in the woods which is also a satire like not really a comedy yeah but very much like it's very much a love letter to the movies that inspired it but still kind of does funny silly interesting things as well um so i just i couldn't believe how much care had gone into it and how like respectful it was of what came before because you could very easily just crap on it all you know like oh this is dub like it but they didn't do that well they i mean that's i i I will say that that's the one or not the one thing but one of the things that I actually do love about it is that even though like the movie is like a joke or jokey or, you know, you know, funny and satire, like the fact that they just look back at all the universal horror monsters or those monster movies. And they were like, yeah, this is going to be the, um, this is going to be the look, this is going to be the feel, this is what we're going to do with it, and we're going to pay homage to it at the same time. Um, and and I, did, I did really appreciate that. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Well, I mean, they. this is definitely a dark comedy. It is PG, like it's like a kid's movie, but you know, it is played to be very dark. And for the 70s, it would have been. So we have this fantastic opening score with a da 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 and then we cut straight into the castle and we know how dark and twisted this movie is going to be right out of the gate because we see the corpse of victor frankenstein and the person literally Mm. grabbing the will out of the hand of the corpse oh is that what that was i was watching it and i got i got distracted because it looked like the skeleton had acrylic nails (laughs) and so i was like that's weird and i saw the box i didn't realize that was the will um or that that was victor frankenstein even though it does say on his casket baron von frankenstein yeah so that's that's just because you say my podcast is intellectual doesn't mean i am (laughs) yep no you definitely are but so but that's the box that he brings to um frederick frankenstein's uh seminar that he's giving right and then he gives him the box with the will in it and that's when we cut to the train station and right out of the gate i mean i'm sorry before we go to the train station can i just say in that seminar maybe one of my the most gene wilder rants ever like when he loses his mind at the end (laughs) and just yelling about how like deranged his grandfather was like that's up there with you lose, you get nothing, sir. Like, Good day, much- sir. <laughs> I was gonna say, can we just do the whole podcast as James? Plug your show. <laughs> no, that seminar scene is amazing, though the the fact that he, the part where. Frederick is trying to demonstrate that this dude has reflexes with when his nerves aren't pinched and yeah. the guy like 
crosses his legs when he goes to knee him in the balls and then he pinches his nerve so he doesn't have any reaction and then he actually why you mother grabbing bastard and he <laughs> knees him in the balls and then he's like and you see no reaction and we cut to the old man who's like like in so much pain and then he lets it go and then the guy's like Aah! and he gets... give him an extra dollar yeah. <laughs> he's just holding his balls because you just need him there but, uh, I mean, and then Gene, ha- I almost said Gene Hackman, that shows up later. Oh, uh, that would be amazing. Young Frankenstein with Gene Hackman? Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, James. You got that in the movie. I wonder if you noticed it. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll get to it, but I wonder if you caught it, but I'll save it. Okay, I also okay. love that Gene Wilder also stabbed himself in the leg during his rant yes. with a scalpel, and then he just crosses his leg to try to be cool and not show it. <laughs> Um, but so he gets the will to his grandfather's house and that's where he's going to go. That, that scene reminded me of, um, uh, <laughs> Talladega nights <laughs> where Ricky Bobby thinks that he, he has no feeling and he stabs himself in the leg with the knife. <laughs> like I forgot that's all about I could that. Think about. Yeah. That's all I could think about in that scene is he stabs himself in the leg with the knife. I'm like, Oh my God, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be a reference to this. Like those probably must've been. Yeah. That's good. Oh, be a I'm shout sure. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then we go to the train station and, uh, Frederick is going to go to this castle and, you know, inherit his grandfather's, um, castle. And that's of course the site where all of the original Frankenstein events went down. We see his fiance, uh, Madeline Kahn, who plays Elizabeth, who is so obsessed with her looks when he's talking to her, and he's like, "Love you," and she's like, "Not the hair, not the coat, yeah. not on the lips. I got to go to that party." <laughs> nails, nails. <laughs> yeah, she she cracks me up. Like they have no romance whatsoever, and he doesn't know how to kiss her goodbye because she said, "Not on the lips, not the hair." <laughs> <laughs> and like right. he just has to get on the train and blow her a kiss and she has to catch it. <laughs> it's like, man, that's a hell of a romance, but it doesn't work out anyway, spoiler alert. I wanted sorry, I I just looking over my notes, I wanted to ask you a question cuz this is the, like I wasn't looking for plot holes and I don't think there are. I think like whatever in this is in this film is deliberate by Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. But can you tell me why Frankenstein was wearing a lab coat in a seminar? Like, was it only so he looked like a scientist before he kicked a guy in the balls? Because I couldn't figure that out. Like, he wasn't handling chemicals. He wasn't... I mean, that science, if I've ever heard it, is kneeling, kneeing your guy in the balls. Because I wrote that down, and I was laughing. Most, but I'm like, why was he wearing a lab coat? That's genius. But I just didn't understand why. I'm not sure. That's a good point. Jason, you got anything for that? I got nothing on that. No, I got... Yeah, I got nothing. Well, we get to Transylvania. Um, he's in the States at one point on a train, and then we cut to another train. New York, and he's in, Transylvania. And he gets, <laughs> the stop to New York. Stop to Transylvania. And then he's and like... did you notice that every single passenger is played by the same cast member? I did just, notice that. Yeah, that was very... I like that a lot. That was very cool. And I love that he... they Like, the train conductor says, Next stop, Transylvania. And then Gene Wilder leans his head out to talk to a kid and says... Excuse me, young man, is this the stop to Transylvania? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Transylvania. <laughs> he's like, can I give you a shine? And he goes, oh, no, no, thank you. 
<laughs> it's like just such a pointless dialogue, but I love it. I, I love I, just just a little bit about like Mel Brooks, which I think he does in uh, it, pretty much all of his movies. I love just like him making jokes out of like wordplay. Yeah, especially like one of my one of my favorites is um, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Um, um, he's in there and he's like, he's like, Hey, Blinken, hold the reins, man. And he's like, did you just say a Blinken? And he's <laughs> like, no, I didn't say a Blinken. I said, Hey, Blinken, hold the reins, man. That's, no, he's... <laughs> and, and he does, he does that stuff all over the place. And it's like, it's the dumbest thing ever, but it's so funny. It is. Well, can we, so, Jason, your accent actually fits perfectly because now we're introduced to me to what is the star of the movie, Marty Feldman. This is where the comedy begins. Yes, for me. this is where like immediately like ramps up. It gets it a is. lot funnier. Marty Feldman as Igor is the best character in the movie, hands down. Every line yeah. that he says is the funniest shit I have ever seen in my life. And just the fact that when we start their conversation and he's like, hello, Dr. F- you all right, James? Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I dropped a pen. Don't mind me. <laughs> I thought you were I'm pouring a yourself artist, a, thought you were pouring yourself like a, like a drink or something. Ah, no, all good. All good. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he's like, hello, Dr. Frank, uh, Frankenstein. And he's like, Frankenstein. And he's like, and then he goes, is your first name Froderick? <laughs> it's like, no, Frederick. Frederick. And he's like, why? So why is it not Froderick Frankenstein? <laughs> and then Gene Wilder's like, hello, Igor. And he's like, it's pronounced Igor. Igor. Oh, they, they told me it was Igor. Well, they were wrong then, weren't they? And I thought that was... And maybe maybe it is. I was like, oh, I thought that was just like a joke. And then like he was going to be Igor for the rest of the film. Yeah. And then when they kept going with it, I was like, <laughs> what's his name? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, Igor. are they leaning into it? Like they like they like he didn't get the joke, or is yep. it like it, it literally is Igor? Whichever way, I liked it a lot. Yeah. No, Marty well, Feldman is amazing in this. They do the same thing in um in the monsters, uh, the Rob Zombie monsters. <laughs> they say. They keep playing around with whether he's Igor or Igor. <laughs> True. I um that film has not been released over here, not on oh, streaming weird. or physical, which really? is why I haven't seen it yet. But I was listening to your your House of Thousand Corpses episode yesterday, mm. and I was like, "Well, that's going in the Amazon card. I'll get it from the states. It's fine. Absolutely. So I'll get my it's monster great. soon. It's Good great. Me. Well, then yeah. the I mean, like Don't one thing I like. Sorry, sorry, I know we're jumping back and forth. When he first arrives on the train station, I don't know if you got this, and again, I don't know if it was deliberate. But the way the lighting is when he's standing on the platform, it looks like the poster from The Exorcist. It does. So yes. Frankenstein. Yes. And I was it like, does. and I just looked it up, and it, like it did come out a year later, yes. later than Exorcist, so it felt deliberate. I was like, is this like a little reference? Probably, um, man. Cool. I I could definitely see that, and I love. I mean, James, you pointed it out. This is where the comedy like just amps it up, and I love like so. Igor does the typical yes, master. Whenever, <laughs> whenever uh, Gene Wilder, uh, Vic not Victor, uh, Frederick needs something. And Frederick goes to pick up his luggage to go to the cart. And he goes, wait, let me master. And he tries to pick up the heavy one and <laughs> just goes for the small one. Cause he can't lift it. 
<laughs> and then uh, Frederick has to just lift his own luggage. <laughs> yeah. And then we're introduced to Inga. Can, would you like to roll around in the hay? <laughs> I um I loved Inga in this film. Yes. And like not just for the reasons that she was designed to be enjoyed, but like it, from this era of comedy, you did get kind of like these kind of double innuendo sex kitten roles yes. of these kind of like you yeah. know, beautiful blonde women like in tight clothing and like yeah. know, speaking in in you know European accents. But I thought she was so funny. She was. Um and had so much like she wasn't just there to be the punchline. Like I thought she kind of really held her own against two Titans. Like, you know, you've got Gene Wilder, you've got Marty Feldman. A lesser actor would have struggled to kind of hold their own, but I thought that she was like neck and neck with them the whole way. I really enjoyed her performance and her character. Absolutely. And yeah, she was great. It's it's kind of funny here too, um, because uh fast forward to many, many years later, um, one of my favorite Mel Brooks is uh Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yes. Oh Jason, we gotta it's... we gotta do that on, on the show sometime. It's so my good lady, funny. I'm British. So are these. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, um, and I, I think the funniest character in the movie is Renfield. He's like that <laughs> sidekick, and Renfield cracks me up throughout the entire thing, man. Like, and and again, the reason that I brought it up because Renfield's always like, "Coming, master," <laughs> <laughs> jumping out of a window or whatever. Um, but no, it's, it's funny. He's kind of like that little sidekick character and, um, it just, it just cracks me up, man. That movie's so funny. Um, and, and that character is so funny. You say like, like Igor, Igor, um, and Renfield that like, I see a lot of like parallel between those two, um, in Mel Brooks writing and everything. For sure. I didn't realize that that was a Mel Brooks film. Dracula didn't loving it. Um, yeah, isn't it? I think so. I yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I had no idea. Yeah, I was um, gonna say, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I, 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 I freaking love that movie. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, have to. So good. We'll have to do that on the show sometime because that also fits into horror. Um, also, Fact, I'm probably gonna watch that tonight. Now that I brought it up, <laughs> right? Well, the opening credits of that film are legitimately scary. Like all the different <laughs> artwork of the different vampires and stuff. We're going on a tangent, which happens a lot on my show. So it's all I'll good, watch. man. Um, but yeah, like the the like it really does lead into the horror of it all. Well, um, so <laughs> speaking of Igor, he has a line here where they're in the wagon, like the the carriage going to the castle, and he has a line in here that makes me laugh every time that I never appreciated as a kid, and now it's probably my favorite line in the movie, <laughs> where they're rolling along and the thunder strikes or the lightning strikes and uh, Inga is scared and curls up next to Frederick. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm afraid of the lightning. And he's like, oh, nothing to worry about. And then you hear the wolves in the distance, or the wolves in the distance. And then she's like, werewolf. And he goes, werewolf? <laughs> and Igor's like, there. He's like, what? There, wolf. There, wolf. There, castle. And his reaction, Gene Wilder's reaction. Why are you talking like this? Yeah, why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. He's like, no, no, I don't want to. Suit yourself. I'm easy. <laughs> Can I just say, for those playing at home, we're less than 20 minutes into the film. <laughs> yeah, right? right? And we are currently 50 minutes into the recording. Yeah, because boy. I'm looking at my notes, and my notes ended not long after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but again, there's so much to dive into, but we'll we'll keep we'll keep chugging. But that's probably my favorite line in the in the movie. And I want to I mean, I want to let the leash off a little bit. What are some of y'all's favorite moments on here in this movie? I mean, go ahead, James. Put me on the spot. Um, I, I mean, I love the I love the introduction to Frankenstein. I think that's really good. Yes. Um, I really enjoy um the presentation of the creature. So obviously towards the end, and they do the dance number, which <laughs> is a very Mel Brooks thing to do. Um, I uh, and I love the whole in uh, kind of looking for the secret uh, library. Like when you, we like it's kind of like our first introduction to these characters as a team. Like. We've kind of met them individually, starting to get together, and now they're like, "All right, now we're working together to investigate this noise." And they find the lab, and then Frankenstein spoilers, who has wanted nothing to do with his grandfather for the entire film, on a dime is like, "Well, now I want to do what he did." Yeah, <laughs> like it just changes Which, his director. Completely. Right, and we find out that kind of the mastermind to get him to do that is Frau Blucher, the like housekeeper. Can I? I got to point. I got to point something out with her real quick. So we've got the whole bit right of all the horses like going nuts whenever her name is said. I didn't notice this until watching this today. She's leading them into the castle to take them in. Obviously, right before that is the the knocking at the door, and we get the, what, knockers? Oh, I thank you, Doctor. Great joke. <laughs> That's always a classic. Um, and when we go inside and Frau Blucher's, like, leading them up the stairs, she turns around, she's got a candlestick in her hand, and she says, stay close to the candle, the staircase can be treacherous. If you look closely, I'm pretty sure the candlestick isn't lit. <laughs> like, she's like trying to say, stay in the light. There is no light coming off of those candles. And I'm like, that is such a great joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick up on that either. Like go, also, it could be a maybe trick of the light. Because, yeah, it could be. Maybe. I don't know if it's just because her name is Frau, but I was getting some heavy... Um, Austin Powers vibes, you know, Frau Farbissena, Dr. Yes. Oh, right yeah. hand. I was like, did she inspire her? Because there's some real similarities there as well. Just like the way everyone cows behind her. She's very loud and yelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I so, love, uh, I was digging that. Yeah. But I noticed that and I'm like, the candle's not lit. And she's saying, follow the candle. <laughs> I'm like, that's such a great joke. And then we get the, the search. Go ahead, Jason. It's, it's one of those things that like, it can't be like just lack of um, consistency. I guarantee you that that was thought out. Like, cause like there's, there's a lot of film filmmakers um, that are like that. It's just like, if you look for like any kind of, I think you were saying earlier, James, like you're looking for a plot hole, but you know, even if you think you found a plot hole, they have a reason for it. And and I think that was very intentional. Like yeah. they just did that. It's very like watching a Kubrick film. Like if yeah. there's anything wrong with a Kubrick film, he me- he meant it that way. <laughs> like, yeah. I was going to say, uh, it's definitely, yeah. I think it's a, a subtle enough joke that it was probably meant to be there. And it made me laugh out loud. It's not, ne- again, that's the nature of the comedy in this movie. It's never singled out. There's no laugh track, no spotlight on the joke it's just subtle little humor like that and you get a natural laugh out of it and it made me laugh to the point of like tears <laughs> when i noticed it yeah 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 
one thing I really dig about the movie as well, especially the dialogue, because the dialogue is is whip smart. Like it's yes. very very clever dialogue. Oh yeah. Even though, as Jason mentioned, the jokes are dumb and they are like mm-hmm. it's just really well written and delivered. One thing they lean on heavily, which I don't think many other filmmakers get away with, is the repetition. Yes. So like the whole werewolf there, but even coming up, you know, um, can I get you a nightcap? No thanks. More milk? No. <laughs> Ovaltine, like (laughs) just like the joke is playing longer than it should but it gets funnier (laughs) well on that same note can we talk about how it's never not going to be funny all the times that igor changes what side his hump is on yes (laughs) yes didn't you used to have that on the other side and then like early on he's like i don't mean to brag I'm, i'm quite the surgeon i can probably help you with that hump what hump (laughs) <laughs> which is which is totally reused in um uh robin hood men in tights because uh, the uh what is it the, the king has a mole and yeah. every time you look at him the mole's like in a different spot and the sheriff keeps trying to point it out and he's <laughs> like i'm sorry but wasn't your mole on the other side and he's like i have a mole (laughs) (laughs) that's also like uh have you ever you guys have seen anger management right adam sandler oh yeah 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 that part where adam sandler goes in um to the restaurant to make his ex jealous with the two like the two really hot girls from the from the support group and then the they take off their coats and they're wearing really really revealing clothing and the server's like would you like a boobs Booth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then that mole joke is recreated in uh, in Yoga Hoses, which is a film that probably will never get talked about on this podcast unless I mention oh, it. Oh, yes. No. But, um, yeah, they Don't. recreate that joke as Yeah, well, Jason, I'm pretty sure Jason hates that one, so probably not. Don't say that. Well, I love Kevin Smith. That one's probably not my favorite, obviously, but um, I love Kevin Smith, so we won't say never. <laughs> Well, we also so right around here is where, like I said, we we start the um, the search for the the hidden lab where all the books and paperwork for the original Frankenstein experiment happened, and that's what inspires Frederick to to do the experiment. And I love when Inga and uh, Frederick obviously have the whole candle bit with the put the candle bick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when he gets his face crushed in the bookcase and he's like, now listen to me very carefully. Don't put the candle back. It's like, again, it's a joke that goes on for so long that it's never not funny. And I was going to say, it's another example of like, they're like, okay, they're going to stop the joke and move on. Nope. nope. They're going to do at least three more times. Okay. Yep. Well, then I love when they go downstairs and they find all the fresh, like dead heads, like dead for six yeah. years, dead for three years, six months. And then they get to Freshly Dead, and it's Marty Feldman just hiding there. (laughs) They take one look, and he does the, Hi! Ain't got nobody, and nobody cares for me. Yakataka, yakataka, ha! (laughs) That gets me every time. And he's like, Hi, Gore, Froderick. (laughs) I I do love those jokes that never stop, though. It's like, if you... If you keep it going long enough, even something that's not funny, if you keep doing it enough, <laughs> like it becomes funny. <laughs> well, can we can we talk about Inspector Kemp, who's sent to investigate the the Frankenstein castle later when he's got his like prosthetic arm that he's always doing weird yes. shit with? 
Yes. <laughs> where they do the dart game and he keeps messing uh, um, Frederick up. So he's like, Frederick's accidentally throwing the darts out the window and like hitting animals and breaking stuff. And then he goes to do it and he takes his arm and makes a thump thump sound. So he puts all the darts on the board. So yeah. it looks like he got a bullseye and Frederick turns around and is like, nice grouping. Um, Dude, there's so, there's so many good moments in here. I'm just kind of going through my notes and I guess, you know, if you guys want, you can just kind of throw in, throw in whatever you feel. Um, I, Master Robin, you lost your arms in battle, but you grew some nice boobs. <laughs> Sorry, not young Frankenstein. Yeah, different movie. Uh, but... What was like did I miss a scene? Like I was trying to think of deleted scene where they put in a scene from another movie. Because I will say, like, I had to watch this in two sittings because I like was I was getting sleepy. I'm like, all right, I gotta stop. I literally paused the movie. I napped for half an hour and then finished. There it. we go. And my well, wife can... was in my office. It's just like, did you fall asleep? I can hear snoring. Well, can like, we yeah. can we talk about how when they find the book on how to do the experiment and they're trying to map out the body that they want to use. And then obviously there's the great line of like his organs and his his body mass will have to be much larger. And then Inga's like he would have an enormous von Stucker. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the word was. And then he, and then spoiler alert, he does. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you just have uh, Gene Wilder being like that goes without saying, and she goes woof. <laughs> and then you got Marty Feldman being like he's going to be very popular. <laughs> yes, I, I do love that line. You had to it's have loved the very... dick. You had to have loved the dick jokes, Jason. Yeah, it's going to be very popular. Um, which I, I just... which, which is a great thing about like this movie is that you know, um, with all the innuendo stuff, obviously it's PG, but the lines that they slip in, like. Anyone that's you know younger, it's gonna f- sail right over their head, and it did. Like they're for gonna me. have no idea, you know, what the joke meant. And I and, and I'm sure um, for you, Bucky, like going back and watching this, like as you've gotten older, like I'm sure that like you catch a lot more lines or find a lot more things funny. Oh, absolutely. Um, that, just like sailed over your head at, at the time. Well, not even an innuendo um, joke, but one that got me today was uh, when they finally do the experiment, right? And, uh, well, I guess this one is kind of an innuendo, but they start the experiment and they're going to raise the platform with uh, Frederick on it to try to bring the creature to life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Inga's like, are we ready to do this? And he's like, yes, elevate me here now. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, raise the yeah. platform. <laughs> uh, that one, that one got me. I did not catch that before. <laughs> well, dude, it's it's, it's funny. Um, like I kind of can, not just this movie, but a, a lot of different things. Um, with the innuendos, like like I remember my dad when I was younger, just was not okay with me watching Ren and Stimpy. And I'm like, what's wrong with Ren and Stimpy? And then I sit down and watch it now, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get it now. Well, now, do well, I, I was even thinking, kids? when I was younger, I think I watched Animal House for the first time when I was 13 or 14. And I just watched it because I like Belushi. I'm like, well, I like Blues Brothers. I'm going to like Animal House. 
Then I watched it as an adult and I was like, holy Christ. I was like, how did they get (laughs) away with the? You could not make this movie today. It's so dark. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, the the joke that wasn't an innuendo that actually made me laugh that I never caught, which is when the experiment doesn't work and the creature won't come back to life. And he's like, you know, if there's anything science has taught us, it's to accept your your failures with quiet dignity and grace. And he just tries to leave like <laughs> gracefully. And then he turns around and starts beating the shit out of the corpse. Yeah. And he starts yeah. strangling him. And Inga's like, stop it, doctor. You're killing him. And he's already a corpse. <laughs> One thing we jumped ahead of, actually, it was one of my favorite scenes, is when they've dug up the body and they're trying to get it back and the policeman shows up and they've got to use the arm. Yes. Like, this, it's a really wonderful bit of physical comedy where they're miming with the corpse's arm. I thought that was great. That was that was very funny. You're chilled to the bone, Sonny. Because <laughs> he's shaking a dead person's hand. Mm. Well, then, finally, the this is where the physical comedy comes in because Peter Boyle, as the creature, is phenomenal in this with the jokes and it starts like early on when the creature wakes up and they're all having dinner and they're eating something and I'll apologize to whoever's listening to this I just tried to write down what this word sounded like so I could do the 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 back and forth so apologies if I butcher it but they start eating and then Igor's eating the dessert and he goes what is this and Frankenstein says something like Schwarzwälder Kirschtort, <laughs> and uh, that's actually pretty close, I think. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, "There's like a pause, and then you hear Igor, like Igor goes back to eating it, and you hear the, mm! <laughs> and then uh, Gene Gene Wilder's like, "Oh, do you like it? I'm not partial to desserts myself, but this is excellent. Who are you talking to?" <laughs> he's like, "To you. Yeah. You just made a yummy sound, so I thought you liked the dessert. <laughs> that's right, yummy sound." <laughs> <laughs> that one that one got me pretty good as well and then obviously the uh oh you know what we skipped over before the experiment and i can't believe we did this that sorry that just reminds me of a youtube video. i can't believe you've done this if you've seen that youtube video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about james <laughs> i can't remember the video but i remember it's that a, it's a kid I, trying I to like record a vlog and his friend like sucker punches him in the face from the side <laughs> and ruins That's the vlog right. and the guy's like oh i can't believe you've done this yeah. <laughs> but the scene that we skipped over was when igor has to go get the brain to put into yes. to put oh, into yeah, the yeah. monster and he's supposed to get hans delbrooks <laughs> and said abby normal yeah well, he grabs he grabs the brain and he's got H Dell books written on his hand, and, Louis- and doesn't it say something like "Do not use" as if anyone was going <laughs> to use it for yeah, anything? It says "Do not use this brain abnormal." Yeah, because right. he and it's like again, it's such a great joke because no one was going to use that brain. It's just been yeah. sitting there on a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he goes to grab the H Dell books. Like he breaks the fourth wall and has H Dell books written on his hand. And then turns around and winks at the camera like this is the one I need, and he picks it up. And I he... loved all those Marty Feldman right? wall breaks. Every time he looked at the camera, it was so funny to me. Yeah, he, well, after the when uh, Frederick starts beating up the corpse when they fail, and he's like, "Quiet, Grace, uh, integrity," and then just like nudges his head at at uh, Frederick. But when he scares himself with the reflection of the brain, like himself in the mirror, and he drops the brain, and he just grabs the next one that's available. 
it's just like, well, this is going to go badly. And I don't know much about, you know, kind of the human organs and what happens if you drop them. But seeing a brain like just break in half was terrifying. <laughs> it to is me. pretty terrifying. <laughs> I was like, is, that, it's, I was like, is that how fragile you know we are? Is, like our brains. Is that how that happens? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. It's so dark. And another Marty Feldman kind of fourth wall break is when they were looking for the lab, and he goes, "I heard the strangest music coming from the upstairs kitchen, and I just followed it down. Call it a hunch." Boom, ching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason, I feel like I'm steamrolling you this episode. Please cut me off with no, some not, of your favorite no, moments, man. This is, no, not at all. This is this is totally yours, man. Um, <laughs> I feel like I stole the whole thing episode from you, so. Um, no, no. Uh, well, but can, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I, for the most part, because, <laughs> again, I mean, I. I'm just seeing this again for, you know, maybe the second time, third time, um, but after so many years. Um, so a, a lot of it for me, rather than catching like random one-liners or, 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 you know, stuff like that, it, it was, it was a lot of just uh, like seeing, the whole time I was just seeing other Mel Brooks movies in this, like, <laughs> just like, you know, like, like I've said a couple of times, you know, with Robin Hood, Men in Tights or Dracula Dead and Loving It or, you know, whatever. I'm just seeing a lot of like stuff like brought back or kind of even some of the same jokes and, you know, um, they're great. And um, say a lot of it's that it's, it's more, um, I guess sense recognition is is that the best way I can say it? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> well, I did re- I did read online that Mel Brooks has said uh, in years since the movie came out that he considers this his finest work, but not his funniest movie. Yeah. Um, which... I mean, my my favorite. If I'm going to pick a Mel Brooks, I'm going to I'm going to go with Robin Hood Men and Tights. Okay. Because I know that I know that movie front to back. Um. But um, but no, a, a lot of it was just like, uh, not to say they were necessarily like the same jokes, but the same kind of type of jokes. And so it, it was for me, uh, and and I think maybe me liking it a little more this time around sure. was just seeing seeing mm-hmm. the stuff that reminded me of other movies. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you do have the emotional attachment to the other movies more so than this one, so that that kind of yeah. kind of makes sense. Um, and yeah. then then there's me who just has watched this so many freaking times. Oh, I know. Yeah, you. Yeah, and I know you've seen it like ninety times. So. Yeah, probably probably more. Um, yeah. I mean, so James, I want to point uh, something out. Uh, so we touched on this earlier. So the creature eventually gets loose because Froblooker sets it free. Um, after the fantastic scene where they have to restrain it when it first wakes up, <laughs> and there's the yep. whole like doing a charades game to try to figure out what Doctor yeah. Frankenstein want or Frankenstein wants them to do. When Igor like said a dirty word, he said a dirty word. Said a give? Are you kidding me? Said a give? And he's like on the nosy. But when the creature breaks free. Which again, going back and forth as we as we do, there is a part at when 
Frankenstein, man, I, I'm like saying it both ways now. When Frankenstein is trying to confront Igor about the brain that he used, he's like, Igor, may I may I speak to you for a moment? Yes, Master. Have a seat, please. And Marty Feldman sits on the floor yeah. and he <laughs> just looks down. And he goes, no, no, up here. He goes, thank you. <laughs> but then later on, when the creature gets free, there is a... Uh, a Gene Hackman appearance in here. There's a wild, a wild Gene Hackman has appeared because when the creature, yes, when the creature breaks free, we have two great scenes. One where the creature terrorizes the little girl, the little girl that's like, Oh, I love my pretty little flower. And Mm. they're like playing on the, on the seesaw or whatever. And the monster sits down and the little girl goes flying up into her window. Yeah. <laughs> and the monster's just like, hmm? just watching her fly up in the air. <laughs> I mean, still less dark than Frankenstein, where, yes. you know, he kills the little girl. Obviously yes. by accident, but still definitely right. a cheerier version there. Yep. Yeah, that was a much more fun uh, version of that scene. But the next scene with the blind man, that is Gene Hackman as the blind man. Is it really? It is. He is unrecognizable here. Oh my goodness. And that was probably, if I'm being honest with you, that's probably the part where I was starting to fall asleep and okay. stopped watching. Um, so maybe that's why I missed as well. But now I, I'm, I'm not that I'm doubting you, but I'm doing what we <laughs> said what we, we never do, which is I'm pulling up yep. the old IMDb. Yeah, that's Gene Hackman. Oh, it is too. Yeah. Wow. So Gene Hackman and Peter Boyle doing a fantastic scene where Gene Hackman is a lonely blind man. <laughs> excited for the creature that showed up as a as a gift from God for his, to be his visitor. Oh, that's awesome. And that's then, so cool. And then we get the great comedy of him trying to like pour soup into the creature's bowl and he keeps <laughs> that spin- was good. Yeah. He keeps spilling it into his lap. He tries to give him yeah. a cup of wine and he smashes the cup with his hand. Oh, when it's just the handle, that made me laugh so much. I don't know why I found it so funny, but like that's one that like destroyed me. It was so silly, but just a great visual gag. Right? Yep. Well, then he goes to light a cigar for him, and he accidentally lights his finger on fire. Yep. (laughs) And then the creature leaves, and he's like, wait, where are you going? I was going to make espresso. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's Gene Hackman and that's such a famous scene from this movie and to this day one of the funniest moments in the entire movie. Mm. Um we do get the great moment where they capture the creature and Gene Wilder has to convince him that he's loved and a good creature, not a bad creature. And he's like, "Listen to me, you are not evil. You are good." And the creature's like, <laughs> starts crying. <laughs> oh, James, I feel like such a loser this episode with all these quotes that I'm doing. No, it's really good. Like I was saying before, like, you know, and it sounds like Jason and I are in similar positions where I haven't seen it in such a long time. And so last night was the first time I watched it in, in over a decade. And so I'm just trying to remember bits and pieces. So, like, you'll notice, like, up front, I'm like, yep, yeah, I know this, this is And as we get towards it, I'm like, oh. A little bit foggy now, so it's good that yeah. you're like capturing us through that. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like uh James and Diamond react to Kevin talks about his favorite movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not like James reviews the flash on his loan with no guests. Like <laughs> at least Well that was that was a great that was a great review nonetheless though. So it's okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but uh 
I also love uh, Igor's line later because finally Elizabeth shows back up, uh, Frederick's uh, fiance. She just decides to visit after um, the <laughs> the creature gets captured after the demonstration. Uh, where they do the the dance number, which has a scene that makes my mom laugh every time, which is where uh, Frederick will do some singing and then point to the creature, and the creature just goes, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I was that's really, a good bit. Yeah. I was really disappointed to see Elizabeth show up. I mean, obviously, we're not really meant to, I mean, look, well, my friends, we're not meant to like her, like the way she's so kind of cold to Frankenstein at the beginning yeah. of the film. Like, so for her to show up, especially, like, right after he's just slept with Inga, I was like, ah, like, this, is, this is really annoying, and I don't really like her anyway. Well, upon and rewatching then, like, it, I thought she was, like, a bigger part of the movie, and she's really not. She's only in, like, probably 15 minutes of the movie, if that. I would say less. I would say less than 15. And then, obviously, what happens with her and, like, what she decides to do later in the film, I feel like that that moment only exists in the film <laughs> to excuse the fact that Gene Wilder cheated on her. Yeah. <laughs> well, because not only does she cheat on him, but with a monster. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Well, yeah. When he's like, well, depre- he's depressed about the creature. So Inga's like, I wish there was something I could do to give you a little peace. And he looks at the camera with this like smirk <laughs> on his face, and he's like, Oh yeah, let's fuck. <laughs> and then. And, Frau like, that they do it on the monster's bed, yep. like, elevated. And Frau like, Blucher, like, calls him down because Elizabeth's on her way, and he's, like, they're laying there naked, and he's, like, I thought I told you never to interrupt me while I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what were you going to say? So, so, Bucky, I don't even think would uh, connect with this, but um, that dance scene... Um, we're talking and the monster's going, it's uh, uh, straight ripped in Shaun of the Dead. Because you've never seen Shaun of the Dead, have you, Bucky? No, I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Uh, okay. Well, the part where they come out of the and they're like, and the zombie's like, <laughs> yeah, I always, I always, so, I haven't seen Sean I always laugh at that year, that first zombie that the guys are like, say, go away, like throwing stuff at it. Yeah, so yeah, drunk. <laughs> no, yeah. we've talked about it's a girl in garden. We've talked about doing uh, Shaun of the Dead as a live episode one of these days. I love Shaun of the Dead. I, I will say, that I love Shaun of the Dead. It might be my least favorite Edgar Wright film, but I love Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Um, really, your least favorite is? I know, right? Controversial, <laughs> but not because it's a bad film. Well, he just gets better. Like Hot Fuzz is my favorite. Okay. Um, I do love but, Hot Fuzz. Um, I was, I was like, hoping World, you were World's gonna. End, I think World's End is significantly underrated. Like, oh, I'm that's a great one. I was... Yeah, it is really underrated. I was hoping you were going to say Paul. Well, that's not a bad right film. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's awesome. Um, yeah. I just don't, I just don't lump it in with him because Edgar Wright had nothing to do with Paul, but um, it's a good Nick Frost. Right, yeah, gotcha. it's just Nick Frost and um, yeah, something. Oh, I didn't know that. That's something I'm learning. Yeah, that is a fun one though. Um, but, but no, that that's what that scene like when I was watching that scene today. That's all I could think of was Shaun of the Dead. So this is this is the episode where I go. I saw something and it reminded me of this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was doing it as well at the start. That's a real and, good. And call me out on my singing. Uh, that was the the best part of this episode. That's I think. that's <laughs> coming. That's going in the blooper. Don't worry. 
Um, I, like, so... I just feel like at the end of this, Kevin's like, this was meant to be the best episode ever, but all James and Jason did was ridicule me. Um... <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm used... And not remember things in the movie. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm used to it. We did, um, um, what did we do? Uh, oh, <laughs> we did Ghostbusters, and I felt like I just ran over Buggy the whole time. <laughs> like, it was just, it's gonna it was happen. just like an hour. Putting the entire movie from front to back, so it's all right. <laughs> it's going to happen from time to time. Look, my episode fifty of my podcast is a two-parter. There's five and a half hours of content. We talk about fifty movies, and like everyone got to choose movies. Jesus I just talked over everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you, Jason, you thought that I put a lot of work in when I was releasing all those episodes. <laughs> then you got James over here. <laughs> I just talked Jesus. over everyone the entire time. Like, even though I had five guests, I'm like, mm, let me talk about these movies, guys. It's my show after all. Right. Um, so... Well, we'll keep we'll keep uh, trucking along. I'll just keep filleting the movie. You guys can just react. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> uh... Oh, no. I'm never going to be invited back. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's perfect. Uh, Igor has a line later on when Elizabeth does show back up. Nope. Bucky's definitely inviting you back, sir. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> Igor has a line when Elizabeth shows up at the castle, uh, where again, once again, Elizabeth is super cold to uh, to Doctor Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and you know they yeah. do the whole "darling" and welcomes her to the castle, mm. <laughs> and then Igor comes in, "darling," surprised, <laughs> love me. Well, let's turn in. Yeah, and then I he's love like, that as well. he's like, act normal, act casual, yeah. <laughs> and then later yeah. on, uh, Victor, uh, Frankenstein is like, Igor, would you give me a hand with the bags, please? And he goes, certainly. You take the blonde, I'll take the one in the toy bin. Yeah, no <laughs> bags. Yeah, I, I did laugh very hard at that line. That's a that's it a joke that my bags. dad would have loved. Like my dad's my dad has used that joke. People in our family for decades. <laughs> you so, take the blonde, I'll take the one in the turban. <laughs> yeah. oh, just, they're just referring to people as bags. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite moments in this, even though I wasn't thrilled about the return of Elizabeth, I did love that she got to have the bride of Frankenstein here. Yeah, that was yep. a great. Yeah. Well, yeah. We uh, there's uh, something of a sex scene in here. Because the creature does come back and abduct Elizabeth from her room, but eventually Definitely. the monster abducts Elizabeth and uh, just shows her that he's got a big dick, and uh, she's just <laughs> she's swooned by him, and they have sex, and then <laughs> he they're like smoking a cigarette, and he grunts at her, and then she's like, "Oh, all right, seven's always been my lucky number." <laughs> what is it with men seven or eight times and they just run out on you yes that was my next line was you men are all like seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag <laughs> that that and she's also singing a uh, sweet mystery of life as uh as they're having sex <laughs> because, oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the enormous fun stucker <laughs> and then I mean they finally they capture the creature again and they do the brain transference to save the creature to you know make him less monstrous and it becomes weirdly heartfelt because Peter Boyle's like I realized if I couldn't be loved I would instill fear uh, and it's mm. like wow this became really heartfelt 
and the yep. monster gets a happy ending. He gets his bride of Frankenstein, and I love how he just looks like annoyed with <laughs> with his bride when she's got the hair yeah. and doing the hissing, and he's like, mm, just like rolls his eyes. With that um, transference, <laughs> I thought what was happening, and I don't know whether I missed something or whether like it wasn't explained, but it was probably my fault. I thought that they were swapping the brains and the bodies. I thought like. Um, Frank Frankenstein was going to be in the monster's body and the monster's brain was going to be in his body. I'm like, oh, that's a weird twist, but all right. And yeah. Obviously, that's not what happened. Well, then the, the movie ends. They do the brain transference. The monster gets a happy ending and gets to live a civilized life. And uh, Inga says, well, he got part of your brain. Uh, what did you get? And then he just looks at the camera and makes a grunt, <laughs> and he got the <laughs> Schwunstucker. Schwunstucker. And then uh, she sings Sweet Mystery of Life because he got a big penis. <laughs> Which, you know, just proves that we've talked about, been talking about this movie for over an hour now. We're like, it's so well-crafted. It's so, you know, well-written. It's genius. It all ends on like a giant dick joke. Like, oh, it does, yeah. That's... Well, yeah, exactly. actually, actually, it ends with Marty Feldman playing the French horn on top of the castle. That's right. <laughs> 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 They're all playing with fine-tuned instruments by yep. the end. And then there's the credits, and uh, that's young Frankenstein. So thank you guys for dealing with uh, Kevin just gushes about one of his favorite movies. Oh, absolutely. You can do it any day, brother. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I was, I, After I watched it, I was like, oh, I might be out of my depth here. I was like, well, I committed. I'm going to do it, and uh, I'm not going to leave you guys high and dry, and I'll, commit, and I'll bring as much as I can, but <laughs> yeah. I definitely wasn't as well-versed as I was with Dawn of the Dead. Like, Dawn of the Dead, I was like rattling off stuff, and, stuff. and here I was like, oh, I'm like dealing it's with a little good, man. here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, happy to, uh, I'm happy to re-expose you all to, to this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's hilarious. Am... It's super clever. Uh, clever girl. Uh, tie into the blooper that you all will hear in just a few <laughs> short moments. <laughs> uh, 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 stick it. Uh, 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 you didn't say the magic there. word. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Diamond, diamond. We got diamond here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> see, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people care. They were all happy to see you back for the thing episode, man. But uh, you know, final thoughts on uh, on Young Frankenstein. What do you all think? Because we got eight minutes left. <laughs> um, again, I, I was really glad to revisit it because it's been a very long time. I couldn't even tell you, you know, when I saw it again. Um, and regardless of the movie in general, um, just going back and revisiting some old school Mel Brooks stuff was just, um, enjoyable. Um, and like I said, you know, a little bit ago, like, it just, I mean, a little memory lane with Mel Brooks and his jokes and just, wait, uh, I'm glad I will in in the future at some point um, give it another view. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Hey, Jason, look down at your camera. <laughs> I was like, "What's Kevin doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Can you see that, Jason? Um, what is it? House of the Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Oh, James. He's Baxter. Off his copy. 
He's showing off his copy of House of the Dead. Hey, someone has like to support a... that filmmaker. You, you may bowl like he's gonna. He's got fans. I had yeah. to. Uh, I am not a fan. I just love how stupid that movie is and how atrocious it is. Get get with the right group of people, and it is a very fun bad movie. Um, Jason, you sounded like a robot for most of what you were saying. Oh, sorry. So uh, I will salvage what I can of that. (laughs) No, it's okay. I enjoyed it. It's Mel Brooks. It's funny. I'm glad I went back and watched it. Um, And it's, I will recommend. Awesome. James, your, uh, your final closing thoughts on young Frankenstein. Yeah, look, it was a delightful rediscovery and I almost, want to say new discovery because i just didn't remember anything about it with the exception of a couple of lines it was felt like it the first time which was a rare treat when you watch as many films as we do like you know you you only get one chance to watch a film for the first time so it kind of felt like a bit of a a treat um i loved it you know i I really adored it it felt um very reminiscent of those kind of innuendo comedies i'd watched growing up and to have a film that's about to turn 50 hold up as well as it did um you know, not every, you know, there are plenty of films that are old that will hold up, but they tend not to be in comedy, you know, like yeah. Jaws holds up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Psycho holds up, 12 Angry Men holds up, but those aren't, you know, laugh right films. They're pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, and comedy being, you know, kind of as fluid and, and ever changing, like if you go back to the comedies that we grew up on or that came just before us, if you look at like the American Pie era of comedies, most of them don't hold up, yeah. um, and it's not. No. It's, yeah. got less to, it's got less to do with how funny they are, more to do with the sex crime of it all. Yes. Um, whereas right. you know, um, which is a problem I had with Animal House, but this like it's so palatable. Um, and yeah, there's some bawdy jokes in there, but I could show this to my daughter in a couple of years. Oh yeah, like you know, and she you know, and be a great little foray into the horror genre for her. Like my wife was going to watch it with me, and then she wasn't able to, but she walked out at one point, and she's like, "How is it?" I'm like, "You know what? It's pretty funny." And then, like, I think it was the um, too late joke that came on, and she started laughing. I was like, "You can, you know, you can sit down and watch if you want," but she had stuff to do. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, it just works so well, um, which I guess is the timeless quality of Mel Brooks's work, with the exception of maybe Blazing Saddles, played sure. hold up so well. Well, um, I mean, for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say you hit on an, an important note, and I'll try to wrap That's it up here quickly. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up quickly because I know we got four minutes, and then we can you know, end off the air. Uh, we can but, bullshit after. <laughs> yeah, but my, I enjoy this movie a lot I, because I think I owe a lot of my love of horror to this movie because it was accessible to me at the time. Listen to our first episode, like horror movies still scared me for a long time, um, including Universal Monster stuff. Like I would watch Goosebumps and see Frankenstein and werewolves and stuff like that and they would still be scary and I feel like this was a good entry into horror for me at a really early age while also being really funny and a clever take on the Frankenstein story. So I attribute a lot of my love to horror to young Frankenstein, and I'm happy to uh, sit here and quote it endlessly while you guys just put up with my bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I can can understand why you love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jason, um, before we wrap it up, you know how uh, when you picked Brotherhood of the Wolf and you had no idea that the episode was going to go as off the rails as it did? That's how I feel with young Frankenstein. (laughs) Uh, So this was a fun episode. Uh, James, thank you so much for joining us again, man. We love you. We love you to death, buddy. Anytime we can get you on, we are always stoked and happy to be able to do so. 
please tell us where everybody can find. Make, yeah, make sure he's got a make sure he's got a second to peg himself. I mean, peg himself. <laughs> Uh, that was the best. Plug himself. Joke. Plug himself. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, guilty that's, of doing that's all right. of those. You know, um, <laughs> first of all, absolute and pleasure. Next to come week, back. ladies and gentlemen, we have James's life on. Absolute thrill to be on. I'll come on anytime you guys invite me. I love the show. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to do more of this. Um, I don't think you guys, you guys have done Devil's Rejects yet, have you? So maybe, no, we have maybe not. No, no, no. And I would love to. Um, you can find me on all good podcasting services. Uh, I was a teenage film snob. It's also on um, Instagram. I was a teenage film snob with underscores between everything. We're currently doing apocalypse films at the moment, uh, which is pretty cool. We just celebrated our 50th episode a few weeks ago. Um, I have merch now. You can get hoodies, stickers, T-shirts. Um, all the links are on my page. So you can do that. Um, Kevin's going to be on a show in a couple of weeks' time because we're going to talk about how to make podcasts, which is kind of cool. But if people are going to jump over and listen to my show, they should start with episode 42 because that's the show you guys appeared on. Um, so that's where they should go. Like that's the that's the likeness. So if they if they've tolerated me on this episode or the Dawn of the Dead episode, but they want to hear more of you guys, uh, episode 42. Uh, yeah, please please go uh, listen to our episode where I ruined a good chunk of james's episode with technical difficulties <laughs> that was yeah that was frustrating wasn't it? but it's still, it's the second most listened to episode of my entire show oh that's so, cool um, the, the only one to beat you was uh, was tyler and harley on their first uh, <gasps> how dare today. they but you guys are like there's only like you guys are separated by two listens i just checked so if all of your listeners listen to this episode and then go and listen to my my show with you guys on you guys will take the lead. I, and my I, friend Gabby will be frustrated because she had the lead for the longest time. There we go. I, I am more I am more than happy to lose to Harley and Tyler. Love those two to death. Um, so that's that is totally fine. People, listen to their episode more than you listen to our episode, please. And then just knock us all the way down to the bottom. Impossible. I think that my solo <laughs> show will be at the bottom. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, well hey, now you're just giving shit away. God damn. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to come back on my show. Uh, so Absolutely. We can talk about all sorts of things. We can we can talk about horror. Finally, we haven't talked about horror on my show before. Sure, anytime. Um, the three of us. So yeah, there we go. Well, uh, the, this episode will be coming out soon uh, because I have a lot of editing to do for this now. Clearly, uh, <laughs> but uh, just paying back the favor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But hey, uh, James, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for plugging your show. We are big fans of you. We love you to death, buddy. You're one of our favorite people ever. And we are so happy to have you back. We cannot wait to do it again. We look forward to to jumping over to your show as a as a duo again. And I look forward to doing the the podcaster episode. And uh Jason, we got a lot of cool shit coming up for the show. Yeah, we're I not, know, man. I'm we're not forward to it. Yeah, we're not we're not giving anything away for what's coming up, but like you and I were just talking about something real big uh coming up in July that I cannot wait for people to hear a really cool episode coming out. I know what it is. Should I spoil it right now? No, I'm not gonna do that. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm like this is what it is. <laughs> yep, James knows and you all no, can but just... our, our our year is coming up and, and you've done a great job as you always do of uh setting up some cool shit for us um and i'm looking forward to it and of course glad to be back on a regular basis i'm not dying anymore um (laughs) 
So <laughs> there we go. No, Jay, I missed you, buddy. I'm very happy to have you back on the show with me. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, as I don't know quite yet when this episode will come out, we may have already done our one year episode. If we haven't, be on the lookout for it. If we have, go take a listen because Midnight Terrors is one year old now. Uh, we're old Congratulations. farts. Congratulations. That's so cool. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, we're, buddy. We're old farts now. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we were taking uh, questions from our friends and, you know, people that follow us. And that was, you know, I'm just assuming is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody follow us on social media and follow James for all things really cool podcasting stuff coming up. But get in touch with Absolutely. us on. Yes. But get in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram under Midnight Terrors Podcast. Shoot us an email at midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you want to hear us talk about on the show. And stay tuned for some very cool episodes coming out very soon. Yep. Be sure to put SC Horror on your calendar so you can come uh, meet us in person if you would like to. Or don't. I don't understand if you, do, if you don't want to. <laughs> but uh, still go support the con because we're looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be a party and Jason and I will be in the same place. Uh, which is a very rare occasion when we do stuff for the podcast. And yeah, I think that's all I got. So uh, tune back yeah, in. Man, for... Tune in next week. We'll have James's wife over and figure out what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> James, I am sorry to your wife if she listens to this. Uh, she doesn't. And uh, and she won't. <laughs> and I'm going to say to her, I'll be, she doesn't even listen to my show, so don't worry. Okay. That's, that's, um, that's why I feel like I could get away with it. <laughs> I'll be like, just so you know, I didn't consent to anything that was said, and I love you very much. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, well, it sounds like you consent to a whole lot. So I, <laughs> I knew. I set it up. You knocked it down. There we go. <laughs> oh, Jason. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. We will see you all again very soon. Much love. Peace. credits with the the amazing score the da, 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 da. like it's such an eerie but like soothing violin song that plays throughout wait, how the... did that go what i said wait how did that go da, 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 da. do we have the well, opening after Alfred Clark? yeah that sounded <laughs> <laughs> well that's well that's getting cut and turned into a blooper <laughs> That is that is the best thing that's ever happened. I couldn't right, continue. I'm losing my voice. I just we both picked up on it. <laughs> I'm losing my voice, guys. I can't get that high into the octave. I I was practicing my my singing so that I can edit in a proper one without you assholes coming at me. <laughs> I didn't pick up on the first time, but when he got you to repeat it, I'm like, that's definitely Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, it's similar notes because it's. Da, 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 oh, I can't da, sing it. I can't okay, I got it. Save myself, so it's all good. Definitely not making fun. <laughs> all right.
All right, we're back. So let's keep going. So Jason, I'm going to redo that part without you assholes making fun of me so that I can actually do the song. <laughs> but I'll put that I'll put that I'll put that I'll put that as a blooper, don't worry. Um, that was that was that was freaking I'll put, <laughs> magic in a bottle right there. I'll buddy. put it I'm going to put it as a blooper, don't worry. It's not getting cut. But anyway, as and, I was saying, and that's number reason number 41 that James is my favorite person. <laughs> anyway, he just picked up on us right away. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. So, so continuing on, we have this fantastic opening score, which is like, it's damn it, James. There's no raptors in this. Are there raptors in this? All right. I'm sorry. I can't kill it. For no, Jason, it's okay. It's stay. okay. Okay. We're, that'll we're stay raptors. in too. Don't worry. Okay. Third time's a charm. That'll stay in too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we have this fantastic score, which God, is... God, I love my job. <laughs> Jason, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> oh, I'm, getting... I'm, getting... <laughs> I'm getting through this part. <laughs> Jason, be quiet for like thirty seconds, please. Okay, 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 okay. I'll behave. I promise. I promise. God. All right. Goose Raba. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we have this fantastic opening score with a da 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 na, na. and right after Wait, that, there, we go. There are going to be like dinosaurs on the tour, right? Oh my fucking like, lord, Jason! Shut up. <laughs> okay, all right. I promise. I for real promise this time. All right, go, go. Do go. you, you asshole? I for real promise. Go. And this is why I don't have a co-host. Yeah. Actual. actual I don't. Di- I, I don't recommend dinosaur, it, James. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> but anyway, so Frederick arrives on Isle de Nublar. Right, here we go. And, um... <laughs> promise. Promise. Here we promise. go. All right, promise. See, the problem is every time you guys do that, I can't stop laughing, so I can't. I keep breaking. <laughs> so, hush, silence, cut, okay. action. <laughs> 